what really helps us is uh, live feedback because we have a really lively developer community, both both uh, internal and external, and uh, we get a lot of information from that. Uh, we also have people like. Our company really focuses on customers, and we have a lot of people working directly with customers. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Andre Tsefkouni, technical writer at Spryker. Welcome, Andre, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? Hello, Gary. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. And uh, you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, Andre's sun is shining here, so all good. <laughs> yeah, same Super. on my side. So let's start your with a little bit more introduction about yourself, Andre, and how did this whole amazing journey uh, of technical writing begin for you, uh, your initial days, memories, please? So um, I graduated as a teacher of English, uh, but I really never wanted to become one, so I was looking for some other opportunities. And uh, my first full-time job was in tech support. And uh, in tech support, we paid a lot of attention to English, and I was also writing uh, some articles, but that was like a side responsibility. Um, and then uh, uh, one of my colleagues switched to technical writing. Well, I never knew about it at that time, but uh, later she invited me to, to her company, which was Spryker. Uh, and at that point, I didn't really know anything about technical writing at all. Like I was writing some documents, but uh, never considered technical writing to be a like uh, a job, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read about it a bit and realized that maybe as I write, I really liked writing. Maybe that would be like the, the go option for me, and that's how I turned out to be a technical writer. <laughs> Fantastic! That's nice. So I'm guessing you're enjoying the role right now. Yeah, but I never regretted this decision in the first place. Uh, I really like it. Fantastic. So that's all we want, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Super. So, what's your documentation uh, process at Spryker and who do you normally involve? Uh, well, we have a full documentation development life cycle, and it's uh, also tied to our uh, general development process in Spryker. Uh, we have different uh, people contributing on documentation, like almost the entire company. Uh, so we have product owners, they provide the vision for documentation and check the documentation against their requirements. We have developers who write technical documentation, and we also have architects who review technical documentation for consistency. And, you know, um, the process depends on the team you are working on as well, because we have multiple technical writers working in multiple development teams, and those development teams, they focus on particular parts of uh, our product. Like, uh, and for example, uh, we write for different audiences as well. Mm -hmm. Um, 
when we write documents for non-technical audience, uh, then the process is uh, we, like technical writers, write documents from scratch uh, based on uh, the uh, descriptions provided by product owners. Then uh, we give these documents for a review for a product owner who checks it against their requirements. And then there is also a technical writer peer review just to make sure that everything is uh, like correct in terms of our uh, company rules. Um, when it comes to technical documentation, uh, that's mostly written by developers. We have, for example, uh, boilerplate documentation for feature integration guides and uh, module updates. Uh, those are written by developers. Technical writers only review them for grammar and uh, formatting. Mm-hmm. And then architects do a consistent review for that. But then there is also this new process, uh, which we've just come up with uh, uh, for uh, non-template technical documentation. Uh, that comes down to uh, a product owner working this technical writing to create a draft of the document and then a structure. Uh, so the technical a technical writer creates a structure of the document uh, in the form of very specific questions. And then uh, a developer who's been working on a related uh, software, uh, he writes this document by answering those questions. And uh, then he, he passes it to the responsible technical writer. And you already have a document, uh, a structured document which you created yourself, basically. And then you can just adjust it a bit and you have a ready document. So that's like three different processes for different teams. Fantastic. So I know this the whole the whole process um, and procedures, they get evolved um, every time, right? So when there are some changes uh, in this industry. So uh, how do you manage your documentation workflow in, the, in this uh, case, Andre? Well, we are using pretty basic tools, Jira uh, and Confluence at this moment. Mm-hmm. Super. And uh, when it comes to important factors, what do you consider when creating documentation? You know, uh, apart uh, basic things like uh, like style and audience, for me personally, lately it has been the, the reader's perspective. You know, uh, Nowadays, uh, software is very versatile and you can do multiple things with the same piece of software. And uh, when you write a document, you have to really consider uh, what exactly your reader is going to do with it and what exactly you want your reader to do. Because uh, like there's multiple things they can do and uh, the software itself doesn't present like a straightforward one-channel thing, you know. So you have to really direct the user towards some goal. And uh, that has been a thing for me lately. Right. Good, good. Um, so when a piece of documentation is evolving, how much of that process do you like to be a collaborative process? Because we spoke a lot about the process, right? So I'm just trying to understand uh, a little bit on the processes side now. So... When we work on uh, documentation, Spryker, uh, we always have just one uh, technical writer working on a single uh, 
piece of documentation. That's apart from peer review. But um, what's important to us is really a unified style in all the documentation. Because uh, if compared to Bergen alone, uh, Bergen and the team presents really lots of challenges in terms of uh, delivering quality documentation, which for me personally means a unified style, unified formatting, and uh, in general, keeping all the documentation unified, you know? Um, and because there's just so many little but very important decisions you need to make in your daily routine, like uh, uh, what formatting do I apply to this particular piece of document and uh, what style you use there and there. And uh, it concerns really every aspect of documentation. Um, and you, when you're working alone, you can just make a decision and just keep note of it and you can keep using it every time you uh, meet it again and again. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you're working in a team, uh, you have to make all those decisions together and you also have to stick to them. Uh, and it's very important to choose the right approach here because uh, if, for example, you make a decision as a team, but then someone forgets about it and it's not already a unified style in your documentation because someone decided to do otherwise. And uh, we pay a lot of attention to that, really. We have a lot of templates for different types of documents. Uh, we have regular things where we address multiple questions and we try to really fix that information somewhere, like in templates or in our style guides. Uh, so you can have something to refer to when you, uh, when you meet such a situations where you just don't remember or you have some doubts about this or that thing in your documents. Well, and so also there is this different aspect of developer documentation, for example, because developers, as much as we like them, <laughs> they, do, they don't really tend to uh, provide quality documentation and uh, you really have to guide them a lot in terms of that. And we also, uh, try to give them as much opportunities as we can to contribute and, uh, but we want to direct that, you know, we want to like channel their power to make good quality documentation together. True, true. Uh, so um, I promise this will be the last question on the process, uh, but um, because documentation process is a key aspect in you know maintaining the consistency and uh, delivering the best. Um, so what efforts have you made in your career uh, to streamline the documentation process? Now, it could be with Spryker or with your previous um, organizations, but um, how much effort do you have you put in, in your career? to streamline the process? Uh, you know, I haven't been in documentation for a long time. It's like uh, almost two years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe the last year for me was uh, with, like the year of streamlining the processes in my team. Uh, I, I was mostly focused on creating those templates and uh, working with developers to understand how we can improve our processes and how we can uh, how we can make it easier for everyone and at the same time improve our documentation and so yeah uh, and I think it's uh, one of the things I like right now in uh, this job 
apart Super. from writing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say majority of your time then. <laughs> yeah. Super. Uh, so how do you report on your documentation and uh, who do you normally report to? So I'm just trying to understand uh, the, the team structure a bit here. Yeah. Uh, so we have like uh, multiple channels where we gather feedback and uh, reports on documentation. We uh, have this document 360 analytics and we also have Google Analytics where we gather data on our documents. Um, but what really helps us is uh, live feedback because we have a really lively developer community, both both uh, internal and external, and uh, we get a lot of information from that. Uh, we also have people like our company really focuses on customers, and we have a lot of people working directly with customers. Uh, and uh, when a project goes live, for example, uh, we always gather feedback and. Customers give us a lot of feedback about documentation too, because you can really work with Spryker without documentation. Uh, and uh, we are also we are also always open to contributions. You can edit any of our pages by just creating a pull request. And uh, we have internal channels where developers and uh, actually not only developers but everyone can report issues of documentation. Um, so yeah. And we work with that all the time. So uh, in our job, uh, this live feedback uh, is more uh, informative to us than just statistics. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of our team, uh, we are just four people. Uh, and we have uh, our manager. So basically, we report to her. <laughs> That's all. Super. All right. That's no, pro that's no problem, Andre. So. Um, in, in your opinion, uh, you've been in the space for quite some time, right? So uh, what has been the most important innovation when it comes to document tracking during your career? You know, I really like this uh, workflow data when you can uh, check uh, which uh, pages user go from and go to and you can understand how people interact with your documents because it's really important that you make your documentation easy to understand and you can guide users through it easily because we have a really complex project and uh, uh, it's uh, very crucial that uh, users go the way we want them to go. That's why it's. I, I think it's very important for big projects. Yeah. Understood, understood. Um, so you did mention that uh, you take the analytics uh, from the customer's feedback and uh, help to improvise the documentation. So am I correct in guessing that your documentation is something that's publicly available so anybody can access, correct? Yes, that's true. Yeah, Most and, of uh, our documentation is public. Super. So do you know if Spryker is currently generating any organic search traffic uh, from your knowledge base documentation? As far as I know, yes. All right. Super. So that, that's good. Fantastic. So is there anything I need to ask you before we move to the rapid fire round, uh, Andre? No, I'm cool. <laughs> All right. So let me ask the three rapid fire questions. Who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? 
I think I learned the most from my uh, manager, uh, Helen, who I'm working with right now. Because when I uh, got into Spryker, it was my uh, first technical writing job. And uh, she helped me a lot. Fantastic. Thank you, Helen. Can you share a documentation-related resource you have consumed recently? Uh, that was uh, the website for plain English, because I really believe in plain English and technical writing. Uh, you can just uh, check it out at plain English Go UK. Uh, it has a lot of uh, great tips for plain English. Yeah, I like it a lot. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And one, what is the one piece of documentation-related advice you would give to your own 20-year-old self? It would be engage more with the community because uh, I've been like I've been like uh, engaging even more and more with the other technical writers, and it gives a lot of insights into your job and your views in general. Like this is my first podcast, as you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think it plays a great part in uh, someone's life. Fantastic. That's great, uh, Andre. So I think we are almost to the end of uh, the podcast. Um, anything that you would like to share with our guests today? Any other tips or tricks before we say bye to them? Uh, I think like I know many technical writers listen to this podcast. And uh, if you're looking to improve your English in general, not just for technical writing, uh, I think a great tip would be to read a lot, not only documentation, but a lot of books. If you, English is not your uh, native language, as is for me, uh, I would suggest you read like a lot, really a lot, and then uh, you would feel confident with your English skills. That's great. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true, Andre. And uh, once again, thank you for spending uh, the last uh, 25 minutes with us and helping us as a guest in this podcast. And uh, have a good day and enjoy the rest of the week. Yeah, thanks a lot, Gauri. It's been a pleasure. And uh, you have a good one too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.